All right, guys, today we are reading for May 20th, day 140 of the Bible in a year, and we're reading 1 Kings 4.20 through Proverbs 133. Super excited. All right, 1 Kings 4, starting in verse 20. The people of Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand on the seashore. They were very content, contented with plenty to eat and drink. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the Euphrates River in the north to the land of the Philistines and the border of of Egypt in the south. The conquered peoples of those lands sent tribute money to Solomon and continued to serve him throughout his lifetime. The daily food requirements for Solomon's palace were 150 bushels of choice flour and 300 bushels of meal. Also, 10 oxen from the fattened pens, 20 pasture-fed cattle, 100 sheep or goats, as well as deer, gazelles, roe deer, and choice poultry. Solomon's dominion extended over all the kingdoms west of the Euphrates River to from Tifsa to Gaza, and there was peace on all his borders. During the lifetime of Solomon, All of Judah and Israel lived in peace and safety, and from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, each family had its own home and garden. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for his chariot horses, and he had 12,000 horses. The district governors faithfully provided food for King Solomon and his court. Each made sure nothing was lacking during the month assigned to him. They also brought the necessary barley and straw for the royal horses in the stables. God gave Solomon very great wisdom and understanding and knowledge as vast as the sands of the seashore. In fact, his wisdom exceeded that all that of all the wise men of the east and the wise men of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan, the Ezraite, and the son of Mahol, Heman, Kalkal, and Darda. His fame spread throughout the surrounding nations. He composed some 3,000 proverbs and wrote 1,005 songs. He could speak with authority about all kinds of plants, from the great cedar of Lebanon to the tiny hyssop that grows from cracks in a wall. He could also speak about animals, birds, small creatures, and fish and kings from every nation sent their ambassadors to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. Now we're in Second Chronicles 1, starting in verse 14. Solomon built up a huge force of chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses. He stationed, them, he stationed some of them in the chariot cities and some near him in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as plentiful in Jerusalem as stone and valuable cedar or timber, was as common as the sycamore figs that grew that grow on the foothills of Judah. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from Cilicia. The king's traders acquired them from Cilicia at the standard price. At that time, chariots from Egypt could be purchased for 600 pieces of silver and horses for 150 pieces of silver. They were then exported to the kings of the Hittites, and the kings of Aram. Oh, and now we are back in Psalms. 
starting in Psalm 72. Theme, the perfect king. In this psalm, a king was at, a king asks God to help his son rule the nation justly and wisely. It looks forward to the endless reign of the Messiah, who alone can rule with perfect justice and whose citizens will enjoy perfect peace. Author, Solomon. A Psalm of Solomon. Give your love of justice to the king, O God, and righteousness to the king's sons. Help him judge your people in the right way. Let the poor always be treated fairly. May the mountains yield prosperity, O <clears throat> may the mountains yield prosperity for all, and may the hills be fruitful. Help him defend the poor, to rescue the children of the needy, and to crush their oppressors. May they fear you, as long as the sun shines, as long as the moon remains in the sky, yes, forever. May the king's rule be refreshing like spring rain on freshly cut grass, like the showers that water the earth. May all the godly flourish during his reign. May there be abundant prosperity until the moon is no more. May he reign from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. Desert nomads will bow before him. His enemy will fall before him in the dust. The western kings of Tarshish and other distant lands will bring him tribute. The eastern kings of Sheba and Seba will bring, gifts to, will bring him gifts. All kings will bow before him, and all nations will serve him. He will rescue the poor when they cry to him. He will help the oppressed who have no one to defend them. He feels pity for the weak and the needy, and he will rescue them. He will redeem them from the oppression and violence, for their lives are precious to him. Long live the king. May the gold of Sheba be given to him. May the people always pray for him and bless him all day long. May there be abundant grain throughout the land, flourishing even on the hilltops. May the fruit trees flourish like the trees of Lebanon. And may the people thrive like grass in a field. May the king's name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun shines. May all nations be blessed through him and bring him praise. Praise the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does such wonderful things. Praise his glorious name forever. Let the whole earth be filled with his, glorious, with his glory. Amen and amen. This ends the prayers of David, son of Jesse. And now Psalm 127. Theme, life without God is senseless. All of life's work, building a home, establishing a career, and raising a family must have God as the foundation. Author Solomon, a song of pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem, a psalm of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyous is the man whose quiver is full of them. 
he will not be built he would he will not be put to shame <clears throat> when he confronts his accusers at the city gates and this says to Solomon's proverbs Solomon wrote most of the book of proverbs <clears throat> oh we're getting into proverbs i see Solomon wrote most of the book of Proverbs. The first few chapters are Solomon's fatherly advice to young people. Although most of the material in this section is directed toward young people, all who seek wisdom will greatly benefit from these wise words. This is where we can discover the source of wisdom, the value of wisdom, and the benefits of wisdom. In chapters 10 through 24, Solomon offers collection of the short couplets that are commonly recognized as Proverbs. They cover a wide range of topics. These sayings give people practical wisdom for godly living at every stage of life. All right, and now we're in Proverbs 1, starting in verse 1. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young people. Oh, let me rephrase that. These proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and in parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instructions. What you learn from them will crown you with grace. And be a chain of honor around your neck. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone. Just for fun, let's ambush the innocent. Let's swallow them alive like the grave. Let's swallow them whole like those who go down to the pit of death. Think of the great things we'll get in. We'll get, excuse me. We'll fill our houses with all the stuff we take. Come, throw in your lot with us. We'll all share the loot. My child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. They rush to commit evil deeds. They hurry to commit murder. If a bird sees a trap being set, it knows to stay away. But those people set an ambush for themselves. They are trying to get themselves killed. Such is the fate of all who are greedy for money. It robs them of life. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you, 
when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone, and anguish and distress overwhelm you. When they cry for help, I will not answer. Though they anxiously, though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their own schemes. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. And that is the end of our reading for today.